Hi, this is Danielle Krissa from The Jealous Curator, and this is episode 162, the first episode of Art for Your Ear in 2020. And how do I want to kick off a brand new year and decade full of creative possibilities? By inviting Ashley Longshore back to get us fired up and ready to work, of course. Okay, but hang on. After 10 episodes deep into the new Art for Your Ear format, you know that I have a few thoughts to share before I unleash Ashley on your ears. So let's do that first. TV. Oh, I love TV. (laughs) Penny Lane Shen and I talked about this a little bit when she was on. Yes, Penny and I could talk about our favorite shows for days. It's kind of sad, but we love it, so who cares? So what should a girl do who loves TV, has auditioning for Saturday Night Live as a life to do, and is slowly checking off goals like writing books and producing podcasts? Yes, pitch a TV project, obviously. Okay, so this may or may not go anywhere, but I'm sure as hell going to give it a try. Now, I'm sure you're wondering, how does one pitch a TV show idea? I am so glad you asked. I have no idea. (laughs) But I do know people who do know, so I asked a bunch of them. See, you never know what your tribe is going to know. That's why it's important to have one. They are invaluable when it comes to throwing around crazy creative ideas. So one of the crazy people I called was my friend Andy J. Pizza. He's one of my co-hosts and will be back again in a few weeks to bust some more creative myths with me. Anyway, he always has irons in about 12,000 creative fires. So I asked if we could chat about this and of course he said yes because he is awesome and generous. He gave me lots of thoughts and advice but one of my favorite tidbits that I've actually already started on was putting a video mood board together. Well, I got as far as far as the mood board part, video to come. Anyway, the point of the mood board was for me to figure out what I like and don't like. First, big stuff like what were the shows I grew up loving? The look, the feel, the tone. What are the shows that rubbed me the wrong way? The look, the feel, the tone. That list came together pretty easily, and then it started to get a little more granular. I started thinking about what I like to watch in my spare time that has nothing to do with pitching an artsy TV show. Well, I will tell you, I could watch blooper reels for hours. Okay, not could. I do watch blooper reels for hours. Watching people crack up when they're not supposed to laugh makes me ridiculously happy. My husband and son sometimes put gag reels on just to watch me react to them. According to Greg and Charlie, I become more entertaining than the bloopers. Anytime we watch a show we love, I always say, ooh, ooh, I hope this show has a gag reel. And they usually do. I have a couple of favorites. First, anything involving Will Ferrell. Watching him break is the best because he usually doesn't. That's what makes it so good when he actually loses it. And then he goes again, tries some other hilarious improv line, and loses it again. He and John C. Riley have some of my most favorite back and forths. Uh, another actor that is so fun to watch making mistakes is Steve Carell. Seriously, do yourself a favor. Go on YouTube and search for The Office Bloopers. Oh, and speaking of Carells, kind of, look up the gag reels for The Carol Burnett Show. Carol Burnett, Harvey Corman, and Tim Conway messing up lines and making each other lose it. Seriously, I dare you not to laugh until you cry. It is impossible. Anyway, you're probably sitting in your studio or driving or running and thinking to yourself, where the hell is she going with this? Well, I I do promise there is a point coming. Will, Steve, and Carol are just a few examples, and yes, they're all comedians. But go and look up your favorite serious shows, dramas, crime, whatever. They all have blooper reels, and they are all hilarious. Serious, important dialogue interrupted by bouts of uncontrollable laughter caused by, you guessed it, mistakes. See, I told you there was a point on its way. Just imagine being in your studio, working on something that is incredibly important to you and your practice, and you fuck it up. How fabulous would it be to burst into laughter instead of tears? To see how ridiculous your mistake was, even though you had practiced and practiced and practiced and figured that you had all of your quote-unquote lines completely memorized. And then, in that moment, Not even after a little bit of reflection, but actually in the second that the mistake happens, to realize that this trip up is no big deal. You can just yell cut and go again and again and again until you nail it. 
this. This is my favorite thing that came out of Andy's advice for my TV show pitch that actually has nothing to do with the idea that I'm working on. It does, however, make me realize that I can keep trying and trying and trying at whatever happens to be on my bucket list. And if I think about it like Will Ferrell, Steve Carell, and Carol Burnett, I can just laugh hysterically all the way through my many attempts. And so, speaking of laughing uncontrollably, let's talk to Ashley Longshore. Today we are talking about the zillions of artists that she loves and collects, WWALB, What Would Ashley Longshore Buy?, And I also wanted to ask her a bit of practical advice about building a team. Ashley, an entrepreneur and leader of her own Fempire, has a wonderful, talented team of people working with her. But who was her first hire? How did she know she needed help? And furthermore, help with what? Admin? Packing stuff? Both? Neither? And how did she go from that first hire to close to 30 hires? Is delegating hard? I find it incredibly difficult due to my control freakness. As our art practices grow, if we want to keep them growing, we will all inevitably need some help. How and when is my question, and I knew Ashley was the entrepreneur to ask. Oh, and as usual, this episode with Ashley will be filled with cursing. So if there's a kid in the room, tell them this art might not be for their ears. Ready? Let's talk to Ashley from her studio in New Orleans. Hello, Ashley. What the fuck is up? (laughs) That's how you start 2020. You know what? That's how I end 2019. That's how I end a decade that has been (laughs) blood, sweat, tears, snot bubbles, airplanes, hotels, uh, fighting for what I believe in, fighting for my time. That is, that is, uh, that, that's how I lay it on it. I just put a little enthusiasm and gratitude <laughs> on all that shit. You have had quite a year. It is, it's, it's incredible. It only took 25 years to get to yep, this point. That's it right. Is. Just a tiny bit of work beforehand. And then it just all came to you so easily. Yes. Yeah, so overnight, <laughs> overnight, overnight success. Oh, don't you love when that happens? Love overnight excess. <laughs> um, well, okay, we're going to go into our um, little segment with you, but uh, I had a little list of things to talk about because your book came out and you toured around for that. Fabulous stuff at Art Miami. That photo of you on Instagram in your big rainbow puffball peeing on the toilet. Oh, yeah, that's my Tomo. Well, and he That is made such- me so happy. Had a brilliant, uh, incredible, creative person. He is, uh, he's in Tokyo and I just adore him so much. I love his creativity. And honestly, when I wear his pieces, I feel like the ultimate version of myself. And I feel like for me, like I don't do all these like fashion posed, you know, uh, selfie shots and stuff. I'm not knocking that. It's just not my thing. I think it's far more relatable, uh, to see somebody, you know, taking a leak before they walk, uh, and our- it was everything. It was so, I was just like, well, there's her bio photo. Cause that was so perfectly you. Did you meet him at uh, New York fashion week or, or did you know him before? Uh, no, I was obsessed with Tomo as of two years ago when okay. he had his first, uh, exhibition in the United States with Mark Jacobs and, um, kept trying to meet with him. And of course he blew up Vogue, you know, he was becoming a part of permanent collections for the fashion Institute, uh, at the moment and all that. And then, um, finally, uh, uh, my friend Lynn Bond, who is my fashion goddess guru, queen extraordinaire, (laughs) Uh, connected me directly with Tomo and uh, I went and met with him and we had so much fun. And actually an hour ago, he sent me a picture of this just dashing, outrageous kimono piece um, that he made for me to wear for my San Francisco show that will be uh, in April. So I'm very that. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, that, that piece I saw when you were in New York, I think with him and you wearing that and I was like, Oh my gosh, that's perfect. And then, uh, that picture of you on your way to art Miami with doing a quick pee. Are you going to paint? You have to paint that. Uh, I haven't painted it yet, but I've had other people paint it. (laughs) Really? Yeah. And then, and then did you see the post of that precious little girl? Yes. I just, you know, the idea of it just inspiring, uh, people to, 
go, wow, that's awesome. Or God, you really can wear whatever you want or Jesus, you know, that's so fun. Or even if it inspires an eye roll and an unfollow, Um, (laughs) you know, I think, I think our job, Danielle, is to just really try to come into our own and to be comfortable in our skin. And I think whether you're an or a banker or a doctor or a lawyer or a ballet teacher, you know, as human beings, we're just trying to have that inner peace and we do whatever we can do to do that. And, and, you know, a little piece of that for me is, is fashion. Uh And it's not about buying some $30,000 thing. It's about just finding a vibe where you can really express yourself out there in the world that, Hey, this is me. And it's a magnifying lens of, of who I am on the inside. And that, that Tomo piece is, it's everything. I mean, I just had more sparkles put on my teeth. I just I wanted to get long ass fingernails and bedazzle all over them. I'm thinking about putting a fucking gray streak through my hair. I don't know. But all I know is I just I love me some me and I want to keep being more comfortable with me. And this creative journey of making art and collecting art and having an artful life brings me fucking joy. And I will continue to do that in whatever manner I can. Mm -hmm. And it's so apparent, like it's, you just own it and it's beautiful. Um, when you first started, um, when you went out that day to either buy a drum set or paint supplies and you came home with paint, um, what did you dress like then? Were have you always been like this? I remember what I had on. I had on a, a Patagonia pullover, a pair of cutoffs, and I had on hiking boots oh because I was obsessed with that. And I was obsessed with like uh, the Grateful Dead and like fish. And, you know, that was my whole that was my whole shtick was that like I wanted to be outside. I wanted to like be like this urban kind of hippie. But what's funny about that is what what drew me to that initially was, was my subconscious of being like, Ooh, I, I, I love the outdoors. I love, you know, being from Montgomery, Alabama, you know, the mountains were always this like fascinating thing for me. But the thing about it is, is that lifestyle healed me. That lifestyle brought me into my art, being able to be in nature and to be a part of something so great and so beautiful that didn't cost me a dime to appreciate, by the way. Mm -hmm. It's what allowed my soul to calm down enough to go, I want to paint. I want to create something. So, uh, yeah, I had on hiking boots, a Patagonia, and some, and some cutoffs that were probably way too short. <laughs> well, you got, you got great gams. So. I, I, no, but I remember my father being like, Jesus Christ, Ashley. Like, <laughs> you know, but of course I was like eight, 18, 19 and was like, fuck you. Oh my God. And your dad, okay, this is a segue, but your dad is hilarious. Like the, the Instagram stories that you were posting of him over the holidays, I was dying of laughter. I know. I'm like, daddy, do you know what a twink is? That was my favorite one. <laughs> Like, well, I know it's not a little Debbie. Uh, uh, yeah, well, you know what? Talk about a great soul. I mean, he, as much as, as I think my wildness uh, and my unique authenticity made him very uncomfortable and still does maybe sometimes, um, that man always let me be who the fuck I am. And for a Southern man and a Southern daughter, you know, I feel very, very fortunate that he, that he let me be who I wanted to be. I mean, I told him, I said, daddy, I want to fucking go out to university of Montana. And he's like, all right. You know, he wasn't like, no, you need to go be in a sorority. No, you need to go. You know, he, he just really nurtured, um, nurtured my spirit and let me find myself and it's the greatest gift anybody's ever given me yeah and I love that he comes along on some of the trips like he's right in there with you and it's just it's so cool there is no greater joy in my life there ain't no Birkin bag there ain't no dick and there ain't no that can ever compare to the joy of me being able to give back to my father after the sacrifices he made for me. I mean, me being being able to like, you know, have him meet Diane von Furstenberg and, uh, you know, to go to these events and to take him to Atlanta to my book signing, you know, I mean, it's, it's, um, that's what really makes me happy 
Family, family is what makes yeah, you happy. Yeah, it's so special, and you can tell you're just both having a blast. It's it's so so fun to watch. Um, okay, before I start asking you about things that you buy, because that's what we're going to talk about today about art. Um, let's talk about the Instagram post you just put up the other day for people to send in their photos, because that is the fucking smartest thing I have. I am so excited. Talk about that. Thank you. Well, you know, I I am. As you know, I've been living on airplanes and been in hotels and fortunately have worked hard enough to have some incredible opportunities. All of those things do take a toll. And, um, you know, the foundation of everything I do is is creating, is being an artist. It's making art. It's what saved my soul. It's where I found myself. It's my garden. And this year, you know, my, my resolution is... I'm going I'm to have to say no to more things for sure, but I really have to continue to make sure that I have the space to honor my new creative ideas and my whimsies. And I, I am so inspired by right now. I mean, I, I am pop very much in that way. I'm inspired by what surrounded me, by what inspires me, by, um, you know, the stuff, the consumerism, the opportunities, the incredible, uh, you know, women that have lived before me and that are still out there kicking ass that inspire me to fucking go for it every day. But then I also thought, shit, you know, we're all these incredible beings. And I want to capture some people that are out there living right now that have that fire in them. Not, not that everybody doesn't, because you would not believe the submissions that I have gotten. It is the most incredible, beautiful, honest, thrilling, magnificent experience to look at 5,000 submissions at this point of people that are sending me images of themselves where they feel confident and radiant and beautiful. I had this one woman, a 32-year-old girl that just had a double mastectomy, and she sent me photographs of her, very tasteful, nude, of her with her with her scars and i've never seen anything that beautiful another girl who just, who had gone through she had been raped and had taken these selfies and these photographs of herself after she had left a police station and the the power and the bravery in her eyes is unbelievable uh these beautiful girls this one girl who is extremely buxom and gorgeous and curvy gorgeous curves you know sent me of her holding her breasts with this beautiful flower headdress on her head for me see the confidence and radiance and beauty of all of these people and the men Oh my God, the photographs that men have sent me and also so many incredible entries from the trans community mm-hmm. that have made me so excited. I mean, the beauty that I have witnessed from all over the world, by the way, that has come into my inbox right before this new decade starts. I'm so fucking grateful for it. But I am looking for two or three out of those thousands that really, really, really resonate with me visually. Um, you, you know, when you see something and you really, uh, you know, it, it, it feels like love. Yeah, and you just, yeah, totally. I, I, and I don't know what that is. It's some kind of fucking magnetic spark that is uh, in the universe. But um, I've been narrowing things down and starring emails, and this is really, really hard. But, I'm yeah, when, when I pick them out, I'm going to fly them in and, do photo shoots and then paint um, some whole series of them um, because I feel like, you know, the stars are all around us, you know? It, it's such an amazing idea on so many levels. Were, were you in a random hotel or a plane when you had that idea? Like how, what, what made you go, I'm going to do this? I was laying in bed with, with my, both of my hound dogs and my Russells and, you know, I've been making a brain transition from meetings, 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 meetings with my CFO, uh, hustle, hustle, hustle. I was just up in New York filming a commercial and then I got back here. And then, I mean, like the amount of cities that I've been to and the airplanes that I've been on and <clears throat> where my brain has been, you know, I can't explain the level of exhaustion, grateful exhaustion 
but I, as I've, as I've slept and I've gotten my, my creative mind back and my life organized, I just was like, I, I want to find somebody. I mean, it's my job to, 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 to capture this amazing spirit that's out there right now. And I want to find people, I want to find, you know, muses. They're, they're Mm -hmm. all, there's no shortage of inspiration for any artist. I think the thing about it is sometimes you just have to find a unique place to mine your inspiration. You know, it isn't, it isn't always sitting in front of your face, waving its hands. And, uh, when it happens, it's just like this unbelievable spark. And sometimes you just got to ask for it. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to ask for it. And boy, have I gotten it. Yeah. I mean, cause you just posted that not long ago and to have thousands already. I cannot wait to see a, who you pick and B, what you do with it. It's just, I'm, I just think it's brilliant. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. I'm, I feel very happy and inspired right now. And, um, you know, the messages that people have sent me have just been, you know, it's beautiful. It, it, this is a beautiful world we live in and there's a lot of fucking amazing people out there. And if you'll turn off the news and, you know, quit listening to all this bullshit and the gloom and doom and the horror that is inevitable of the life that we're living, mm-hmm. uh, and look for the good shit. I mean, it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. And you know, that I think that's why so many people follow you too. You just you are just like a ray of sunshine. There's hilarious stuff and crazy stuff and colorful and sparkly and rude and amazing and yeah, it's it's you're 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 a delight to follow. Don't don't get it twisted though. I mean, this is I'm I I am very intense. I am aggressive. Um, you know, I uh I, I fucking keep the sads, man. I mean, you know, like I, I talk myself out of it, but, but, you know, there's definitely times when I have self doubt, when I feel uninspired, when I feel like, my God, how can I go get on another fucking airplane? Uh, I can't handle another hotel, but you know, I, I think about the opportunities that I have now and, um, you know, you just got to fucking go for it, man. Mm-hmm. Pick yourself up and go for it. Well, and you know, I was thinking about that right before I called that one of the things I find um, super inspiring about you too is that you are honest about the fact, I think we talked about this last time, that you know, you do get stressed out and there's anxiety issues and whatever because I think, but at the same time, you're just rocking it. And so I think it's nice for people to be like, oh, okay, like you can have those like days where you're exhausted or overwhelmed or anxiety is setting in, but you can also get up and shake it off and keep going. Like you're such a good example of both. I mean, I feel like it's like, have you ever watched any of those amazing mountain climbing documentaries? Have you ever seen Maru? I mean, like I watched Maru the other night on Christmas night with my father uh, again. And you see these guys get so geared up for the opportunity. You see that beautiful mountain. You see the sun shining on it. The snow is radiant. It's sparkling like diamonds, you know, and you want to get up to the top of that thing and look, look at the world and breathe that air. But you know what? You watch that climb. They're freezing to death. There's a fucking avalanche. It's snowing. They can't feel their toes snots pouring down their face you know what i mean their eyelashes have frozen off they've run out of fucking food their propane has run out you know it's like it's the same goddamn thing that we're doing here with with putting yourself out there and trying to just fucking go for it you know it's it's it is all of it and and i know we talked about this last time but you cannot get twisted up in this social media perfect life kind of shit because I cry. I get sad. I am anxious. I read things that people fucking write about me that are fucking horrible. And it feels like a fucking knife through my heart and to be misunderstood. It sucks. But you know what? It doesn't fucking stop me. You know, you got to fucking find a way to give yourself that ultimate pep talk and keep fucking going towards the ultimate goal that you've set, whatever that goal might be. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I ain't going to give up. I ain't going to give up. No. And and this is why. I have you as the first episode in 2020. (laughs) (laughs) So that people are like, yeah, let's do it. Um, You know what? I'm going to use your thing about being on so many planes as a segue um, to talking about your team because um, 
one of my other favorite Instagram stories is to watch you and um, Patrie on planes and making her do Venmo challenges. And um, <laughs> I, I travel a lot too, but I always go by myself. And I think, ah, I want someone to come with me because it would be so much more fun. Um, and, and one of the things that I love about you and I think is like a mystery to a lot of people. So we're going to unravel the mystery. Um, your team, you have a huge, amazing a talented team. And I want to know, because so many people are scared to take the first step to get that little bit of help. I want to know the moment when you decided, oh, geez, I need help. Was that like somebody to help you do admin? Was it someone to help you pack stuff? I just had to prep 34 panels yesterday and I wanted to kill myself. And I was like, I would like someone else to come and prep these panels. What was it that made you pull the trigger to get some help? I think, you know, being an entrepreneur at heart, which I believe all artists are, are entrepreneurs, if you will. Uh, once you get to a certain point and hopefully you are investing your money that you're using from your art sales back into your canvas, your paint, you know, continuing to invest in, in so that you can continue to create and do more. Um, you know, you realize that time is your most precious commodity. And I think I got to a point where I was like, shit, you know, I do need, uh, some help in here. And, and what a great opportunity for somebody to be a part of this team and to grow. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, it seemed to me to be just part of the dream of not only being an artist, but also, being an entrepreneur with a full-blown business and also me giving, you know, the finger to the galleries, uh, which I, you know, mm -hmm. you know how about all that, um, is, uh, you know, to create my own motherfucking fempire, to be able to have my own team that would, that was doing everything that the galleries were doing that would be, that would then be taking 50% from me. Right. So in the back of my mind, I've always had that 50, 50 model in my head, which was if I sold this at a gallery, let's say it's $3,000 and the gallery takes $1,500. What could I have done with that $1,500 to help me promote my artwork on my own and to create my own business? And when I started thinking about it that way, it became very easy for me to say, shit, fuck 50-50. Not only is it more profitable for me to invest this money into hiring people and building a team, but my God, it's a lot more profitable than giving up 50%, 100%. You know, then I, then I get to curate all these cool, incredible, creative people that love the arts and, um, see, yeah. how far, see how far we can take it, you know, and now I have over 30 employees. Wow. So what was the first person hired to do? Uh, to be my assistant, to help me to go get, uh, go to the art store, to go pick up my canvas. Um, and then of course, Michael, my partner was taking photographs, uh, for me because I, I thought, you know, even 15 years ago, I was like, my God, I want to, I'm, I'm going to have a Rizzoli coffee table book one day. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> to have high res images of my artwork. You know, I think that's part of being an entrepreneur is thinking about the future, thinking about your past and being very much in the present all at once. So, you know, and that's part of setting goals too, you know, so, um, you know, and then I'm like, well, if, if I'm going to be having these high res images, I need to sell three paintings and I need to take some of that money and I need to buy a really great Mac desktop. I need to have a good hard drive where I'm keeping all of my images, you know, cataloged. Mm -hmm. I, I need to think about this. And so I started doing that. Well, then Kate Grace came into my life and, um, I hired her. She was doing like social media help and that sort of thing around New Orleans. And I was like, Hey, why don't you help me stage a, like a little photo shoot? Because I was always like, if I'm going to be reaching out to the media and sending out my own press releases and telling them what I'm up to and talking about new work, Hey, I need to have some great photographs. So why don't I pay somebody to come in and help me take some great photographs? You know, mm -hmm. So, uh, Kate Grace did that. And then I was like, Oh wow, these are awesome. And I loved her energy. And then I'm like, well, what are you doing next week? And she was like, Oh, well, I don't, you know, I, I'm available. And I'm like, okay, well, why don't you come in next week and you can help me get this organized and maybe you can help me send some emails. And then next thing I know, I go on a creative sabbatical. Kate Grace is at my old studio, my older space I had years ago. And 
you know, uh, some, somebody walked in and she made her first big sale. I think her first sale was like a $12,000 painting. Wow. Yeah. And so she got, I pay all of my people 20% commission, um, when, when they make sales because they, they, again, so much better than working with a gallery and giving up 50 and most galleries pay their salespeople like 2%, mm-hmm. which is all bullshit. Um, it's, it's a lot more fun when everybody's making money. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Well, and then it frees you out. It's funny because I just recorded with um, Terrence Payne, but his episode's going to come after you. <laughs> so I was like, when this airs, people will already know the answers. But I said, you know, I want to ask Ashley about all of this because, um, you know, Terry and I were sort of saying like, it takes money to make money. And, and if you can take that leap and get that help and put the money back into the business, it frees you up to then be more creative instead of being stuck in the admin or whatever. Like you need your hours to be creative. If your time is spent on your easel and you're creating something tangible that you can then sell, nothing can replace that time that you spend creating. It is your most valuable time. It is my most valuable time. It is where the fucking magic happens. It is where my joy is. It is orgasmic to be in that place creating and to have other people that you trust that are competent, brilliant human beings that are believing in, in the overall mission that are helping you accomplish it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's incredible. It's funny to, to have grown from having Kate Grace. Well, then I'm like, then I started bedazzling my artwork and I'm like, fuck, I can't bedazzle this stuff myself. Kate Grace was helping bedazzle. And then, you know, as my career was, you know, escalating, I'm like, well, I, you know, I need to get some apprentices in here to help bedazzle. I'll tell them what to do. They can bedazzle it. I'm watching them. This is fucking great. So the next thing you know, I've got four employees. Then I'm like, I need another photographer. Then I've got five employees. Then I'm like, you know what I need? I need a graphic design person. A graphic design person would help me do mock-ups for clients that can help me with my social media stuff. I'll tell them what I want and they can make it. And then I can use that on my social media. Boom. Next thing you know, I've got seven or eight employees. Then I need more apprentices. Then I need somebody to be a manager. Then I hire three more fucking salespeople. Then I a manufacturing team because I'm like, you know what? Fuck G clays and prints. I'm going to start making some really cool limited edition product. I need somebody that's good at product development. I need somebody that can handle the manufacturing calls. I need all this. Next thing you know, I need somebody to manage my fucking storage units. I need somebody to handle all my inventory. I need somebody to, you know, I mean, so, so, you know, boom, 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 boom. Hashtag vampire. Hashtag American dream. Oh my God. Okay, I have so many follow-ups to all of that awesomeness. One, oh, wait, so many. Okay, first of all, was it hard to delegate to the first couple of people or no? When you'd been doing everything yourself up till that point, like that's the, that's the, the gap I think people have a lot of trouble making. It's like being a control freak, this is your art, you've done everything yourself up till now, and then handing part you know, stuff over to other people. Did you feel controlly or were you like, no, you go do your thing? You know, this is where it's so important to curate very good people into your life. And I have an exceptional team, exceptional team of creative people. Um, And I think it's really important for, and I mean, a lot of people that work on my team are artists on their own. And so they have their own styles and their own shit. So it's very important for them in the beginning to understand who I am, what I'm all about, you know, what my thing is like, you know, I'll make people go in and look at the inventory list, memorize sizes, talk about different pieces, study who I am. So they understand what they're a part of and they understand where I'm coming from when I ask them to do something, you know, I think, I think, um, I think taking that time and, you know, not to be repetitive, but you know, this, this is our garden. Uh, Everybody that works with me, this, this is where we make our little bounty. Mm -hmm. This is provide for our lives. So it's important that we're all on the same page. Is it hard for me? Yes, it was. And some things still are. Um, But you know what, the same way that you walk up to a white canvas with a palette full of color and you have faith that you can take something from your mind and get it on that canvas in the way that you want. 
when you hire people and you curate these people in your life, you really have to fucking believe that this it's, it's, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And again, my energy needs to be on my easel. My energy needs to be, you know, being, being creative. I will tell you, I'm headed out to Los Angeles at the beginning of January because I have gotten my first big deal in animation (gasps) and you're the first person that I'm telling this to. Um, it is with a major, huge network. Um, and I'm like adding more creative things to my plate. So not just creating paintings or creating furniture, but you know, now, uh, animation, um, and, um, and there, there is something else that I'm working on as well. That's really incredible. That's going to highlight, uh, creative entrepreneurs all over the place too. But all I'm saying is it's all about me being able to take creative thought and put it out there. And that that's my job. My job isn't managing people or answering emails. My job is to be a sponge of this life that I'm living and to put it out there for people to go, wow, either I relate to that or I don't. Yeah. That, well, you are my inspiration for 2020 because I feel like I've, um, not to have a personal therapy session here, but I sort of feel like I'm on this precipice and I'm so tired of standing on this edge and it's like, I just want to jump. Jump, bitch! Yeah, and I just feel like I'm not for some reason and I'm done with, I'm, I'm, I'm mad. I'm like ready to go. You you jump, and what you have to know is you've got a whole bunch of people here that are ready to catch your ass. Mm-hmm. Fucking do it, goddammit. Jump. Fucking jump. Yeah, you- I've been thinking about it a lot, and you have been a major catalyst in all of that. And uh, I I am ridiculously excited for 2020 because I've got plans, and uh, I'm just jumping, and it's I'm not... I'm not scared. I am super excited. And I, I really, you know, not to kiss your ass, but like a lot of it is from watching you being like, so yeah, sweet. I'm going to go do that. Well, you know, on that my note, way, I get, I get so much of my inspiration from, from my mentors and the people that I have accumulated in my life. And I mean, you know, just like, you know, my friend, Diane von Furstenberg, it, you know, fear is not an option. Yeah. Fear is not an option. Time is your most precious commodity. You have to operate like there's no fucking tomorrow. You got to go out there and just fucking do it. You have nothing to lose. Nothing. Yeah. No, I know. Let's do it. Come on. Okay. <laughs> Can I ask quickly, when you went to the University of Montana, did you go for business? Have we ever talked about what you went to school for? No, it was English literature, and I literally hate reading books. <laughs> would read Cliff's Notes. <laughs> And like, I, I was, why did you go do it? Why? Because I wanted to be in the mountains because I wanted to go oh. to college. <laughs> and I took, I took, um, um, uh, ast- astronomy and I took, uh, oceanography and I took bowling and snowboarding and all these, uh, you know, humanities and incredible archeology span classes. And, um, you know, I got a really great liberal arts in- education. And I think, I think, look, education is important, very fucking important. And, uh, fortunately for me, you know, because of my education, I can go to damn near any kind of cocktail party and, few facts about anything, you know. <laughs> well, your your dad's an entrepreneur, right? Yes. Yeah, so that's where it comes from. Because I thought, oh, I, I was thinking that when you were talking about thinking, oh, I wonder if that's what you went to school for because, man, you're good at it. Well, I mean, it all makes sense, and it all started from not having any money and having a fucking dream. So what am I going to do, sit around scratching my fucking ass, waiting for people to line up at the door? <laughs> well, lots fucking- of people that don't have money just go get a day job in a cubicle. No, Danielle, you got to and I love that you didn't do that. Fuck a cubicle. I mean, you know, I did do that, and then I got fired. <clears throat> I sold magazine advertising in New Orleans uh, for this magazine briefly in my 20s. And, um, yeah, like, I, I came in one day, and, and I had been, you know, making my art not enough to survive on at that point. And uh, I had taken off to the beach, and I told them I was sick. And so when I got back, I, I thought, well, I just, I won't put on lip gloss and, and they won't know that I was at the beach, but I was like totally tan and like, you know, um, uh, I was looking good. And, um, the woman was like, Colleen was her name. She's in, she's in my, my first book. 
And she said, uh, have you closed that deal? And I said, no. She goes, well, I just want to thank you for working with us, but you don't work here anymore. And I shook her hand and then I walked out and I started sobbing and I got in my car and I just said to myself, fuck this shit. I I'm an artist. I'm going to fucking make my money selling my fucking art. Other people do it. Why the fuck can't I? I can fucking do this. And that's when I started having the, the inner monologue of not why I can't do something or why something is too difficult to, to do or to accomplish, but rather telling myself all the reasons why I absolutely can make this happen. And I think that that, um, that inner monologue is really important if you're going to be an entrepreneur. You got a, you got a golf clap for that one. I mean, it's true. It's so true. It's, it's also, also, if you have that, if I have that, then no matter what anybody says to me, no matter what anybody fucking put, puts at me, that's negative. I can go, Oh, okay, cool. Everybody's got to have an opinion. And then I just roll on down the highway going, I know who the fuck I am. I yeah. know what the fuck I want, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. And you have to, you, and you know, that inner monologue can't be negative because then it rules the show. The inner monologue has to be positive because then that rules the show. Exactly. I think it's the same with creative thought and making your art. I mean, being an entrepreneur is a very creative thing. Um, being an artist, as we all know, is such a marvelous experience. It's it's really not even describable. No. The beauty, but also how hard it is because when you love to create and that that's such a high, unlike anything else to step back and look at something you created and you go, Oh God, when it really touches you, you want that. You want to feel that all the time. It's like, it's like being in love. It's like falling in love every time it happens. When mm-hmm. it happens. Well, my dad used to always say that about me, um, that, um, cause my mom, my mom's pretty even, she's very Zen and she could never understand my highs and lows. And my dad is a scientist, but he would say, you know, Oh, that's who Danielle is. Like, her highs are higher than we could ever understand, but then the lows are super low because it is, it's like this, like, oh, in love, oh, heartbroken, back in love, heartbroken, you know? And so, but I love the roller coaster. I, I love it. I wouldn't change a thing. When I, when I was in my early 20s, when I didn't understand yet what it meant that I was an artist and I would go in between being so inspired to create, to not having those ideas, I would lay on the sofa. I would cry. Oh my God. I would feel so, so upset and empty. I felt like the world was ending, yeah, you know, never have another good idea again. Well, and this is why to this very day that I paint in repetition that I realized, well, shit, Ashley, you loved it when you painted that, uh, that Picasso, you know, when I was teaching myself how to blend colors, I would always paint Picassos and then I would uh, study Egon Schiele and I would, you know, I, I would, I, I felt so excited and I would try to put my own twist on them. And I'm like, well, why don't I just do a different version of that? I loved painting that. So that's why um, so much of what I do is in series because maybe I'm not right on that new collection, but I have to paint. Yeah. I have to create something or I'm going to fucking go insane. That's such a good tip, actually, because I think people have this thing where, like, they do one thing that's really great, and then they're like, okay, now I need a whole new other brilliant thing that's great. And it's like, well, hold on. Roll around in this for a little bit longer, and maybe it'll lead to a whole other thing or a happy accident, or it'll just let you paint until the next idea comes. And I think um, that stop and start where you don't just let yourself is where those negative thoughts can come in, and then you've kind of fucked yourself when there was no need to. Yeah, I mean, it, look, this this ain't easy, and everybody's got their own process, and maybe some artists need to go into that dark place. Yeah, I don't like being there. Me I don't, either. I don't, I don't like being there. I feel I'm scared of it. I'm really scared of it. I, I don't like it. I like color. I like to be in the light. I like uh, humor. Um, I'm definitely more comfortable with that. Maybe, maybe I'll go through a phase where I do, you know just stop painting repetitiously and I just really feel that hurt and burn when that creative's not there. But, but for now I've got, I've got my routine and I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, so last time I had you on, we did, um, 
WWALD, What Would Ashley Longshore Do? And we sort of said at the end that we we're going to talk about artists that you've been collecting because you are a, you have a great eye and you're walking the walk and talking the talk and you are buying that art. So today we're going to do WWALB, What Would Ashley Longshore Buy? <laughs> and I saw that you just posted those two Instagram posts with a bunch of people that you've just collected from. Oh my God. I and love I them all. Look at all the art, and there's more. Like, I'm in my painting studio right now, and I've got more that I have to post that I bought this year. And I'm like, oh, my God, I've literally bought, like, 30 paintings and sculptures this year. And I'm, I love it because <laughs> I realize I am building a fucking pyramid right now. I am going to have a huge building. I'm going to have a foundation. We're going to do scholarships. I'm going to have four floors of my own art collection. There's going to be a rotating floor of my personal pieces of art. They're going to have my ashes in like this little shrine space. When you walk in, I already see all of it. And I just want to continue the vibration and inspiration of the beauty of a creative life. Of all the hardships that I've talked to you about and the anxiety and the snot bubbles and the, the airplanes and the hotels, what brings me so much joy is to walk into my spaces and to be surrounded by the beauty, energy, bravery, and just overall awesomeness of the artists that I have filled in my life space. I can't even describe to you the joy that it brings me. I would have to do a fucking performance art dance for you. I, it would be jazz hands. There would be pas de berets. There would be high kicks. There would be, I would, I would have tassels on and I'd be twirling my titties. I may even be bottomless. This may be a full butch, <laughs> nude, completely unbelievable extravaganza of my enthusiasm for being surrounded by other artists. <laughs> I think that is what happens at the opening party of the foundation. Yes. <laughs> I can see it all. And you know, like you, that's why I have the jealous curator. That's what my day is every day. Like sometimes I've got posts written through next week. It is so hard for me not to post them all right now. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, yeah. I've got to wait till tomorrow till that one comes out. I love them all so much. And I just love that you are building a real world like space with this stuff and everything. And um, I was going through Anne Carrington. I love yeah. Anne's work so much. You bought one of her pieces? Of course I have one of her pieces. What? I want huge flower sculptures. And I was actually over in London for the unveiling of my Gucci wall. And whenever I travel, I buy art. And uh, I was supposed to go meet her, but the train ride, it was too long. My dad was with me. And uh, my friends, the Novogratz, that had actually hooked me oh, up with yeah, her. Yeah. And I'm like, I want this gorgeous flower bouquet made of silver uh, cutlery. And to me, it was just such an example of being a Southern woman and, you know, having this beautiful... Yeah, it's here in my studio. Like, I, I, I love it so much. I love it so much. She's, so, yeah. She's amazing. Everybody that are, are, is on that list. Oh, the, um, the portrait that uh, Elizabeth Barden did of you? Yes. So she actually flew in from Australia oh. just to photograph me. All, all on her own. And she's won several awards in Australia. Like, she's a brilliant fucking portrait artist. And I was, I was so honored so she sent me this and I'm like, all right, bitch, how much? And she told me and I'm like, fucking sold, ship it. And she's like, oh my God, I didn't know you would buy it. I'm like, well, of course I'm going to fucking buy it. Like, I want to support you. Like you flew all the way over here for me. And, and my other thing that I really get off on that I love so much and, you know, maybe this is extra or maybe it isn't, but when I buy art from these artists, I'll go, well, how, how much is that? Well, and then, you know, they'll tell me, well, how much is that painting? And they're like, they tell me and I'm like, okay, I'll take both. And they look at me like, really? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I want both. And I didn't ask for a discount. I didn't try to fucking grind them down. I like to buy art the way that I dream that people would buy art from me every time. Mm -hmm. It is, it's such a high of a fucking experience for me, like, I, I can't even tell you. I, I love it so much. Mm -hmm. We fucking get off on it. Is that fucked up? No, it's 
making my heart beat a little bit faster to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, Oh God. And do you know, um, one of my, one of my favorite artists and I have one of his paintings as well as one of his neons is CB Hoyo. Yes. I fucking love CB and he's shown up at several of my shows with, uh, Wisby in New York. Um, he, he is just, he is, he is so cool. And then, um, uh, Akihiko Sergiora. I don't know if you saw that piece that I bought from him. He's actually a Japanese artist. It's like the skeleton. And then oh, yeah, yep. Yeah. I just found I found his art to be so I don't know. I was really withdrawn by what what's underneath. Hmm. Um, but I I know instantly when I love something, and if I have well, whether or not I have a spot for it, um, you know, I just I just I I love buying fucking art. I fucking love I love keeping the money that comes in from my art back into another artist's hands. Cause for me, it's just like this transference of amazing energy that keeps our creative world going. Um, yeah. We I'll, have to support each other. Like that's, that's huge. Yeah, exactly. Um, who was I just going to, Oh, Nora, who I just wrote about the other day with the insane jewels on the face that looked like a photograph that was not a photograph. I bought one of her pieces and then commissioned her to do another one. So, yes, I I now will have two of Nora's pieces. Um, I think she's marvelous. Uh, thank you so much for that, Danielle. Because oh, God. I knew. I, I tagged you in that because I was like, oh, my God, she's going to love this. Following your feed has cost me hundreds of thousands <laughs> of dollars. I'm happier about it. You're welcome. Um, I actually have somebody new for you. Should I make you wait? I'm posting about him on um, Thursday. I think you, that you will love him. Oh my God, send me a message. Send okay. me a message. Get to him before everybody else. Yeah, does. yeah, yeah. You, I think you will love it. I actually, it's funny looking through all of the ones that you that you posted on Instagram the other day to say like, here's. I think you posted like 20. So many of them are, well, not all of them, but like a big percentage of them are are quite hyper real. Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah. Uh, you know who I love so much is Ivan Alifan. He is he is so fucking talented. Um, and now I ha- I have four some of these people that I've posted. You know, it's like with Nora, I bought two of hers at once. Um, I'm I I you know I'm I'm one of those people like I hoard buy things. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, the other artist that I just bought that I've wanted for a while, Tally Lennox. Her yes. Yeah. So that painting of the uh, Eleanor, it's the ballad of Eleanor Levin. And she was a ballerina. She's still alive in New York, the woman in that painting. And she wanted to be a really famous ballerina, but it never worked out. Um, So you see the vampire is holding the jewel box with the broken ballerina on it. Mm -hmm. Represents something that would steal all of your dreams. And I guess... It's a little bit darker than what I have in the other parts of my collection, but there's something beautiful about it. And I, and I love Tally. I, I love her work. I think she's really, really, really talented. So I think that now I'm just starting to really collect work for my foundation that, that will really represent, you know, all of the greatest artists that are out there right now, out hustling, mm-hmm. moving. Not the greatest because every artist is great, but the ones that are, you know, appealing to me and yeah, that move you in some way. I mean, I'm starting to visualize this building and how I want this collection laid out. It's insane. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, it's, it's awesome. Are you picturing it in um, New Orleans or where are you thinking? I mean, as of right now, I think New Orleans, I mean, this is my soil. This is where I make my work. This is where this feels like mama to me, where I feel safe enough to kind of put put all my thoughts out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, I, f- I feel like, you know, we, we've got incredible museums here in New Orleans, the Ogden Museum, the World War II Museum. Um, our uh, Contemporary Art Center is amazing. The New Orleans Museum of Art is incredible. We have an unbelievable sculpture garden there. Um, and I just I think it would be nice to have, um, you know, to contribute to that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's such a, I've just been there once. I went last year and it's such a, uh, there's so much soul there and like life and vibrance. And it's just, it's, it's you, which is, I think it would be a perfect place. 
Yeah, me too. But who knows? Shit, maybe I'll have one here. And I'm only halfway through my life, Danielle. So we'll yeah. see. Well, we'll just scatter your ashes a little bit here, a little bit the one in, you know, I don't know, Asheville. You can have some in LA, wherever you like. Yeah. Just we'll get see. sprinkled around. Um, okay. Do you have anybody else that you want to um, mention or should we move on? Oh, we we can move on. I mean, if anybody, everybody can go to my. Uh, oh, wait. Let me talk about one glass blower that I love. Okay. Jen Martinez. Have you seen her work? She makes. They look like bags of water. Yes. Okay. Well, I bought. I haven't posted about her yet, and and I have another um, Me- Megan Steels, who's this incredible glass blower in Oregon that made me these massive bananas that are pink with like yellow. Tips. Yep, I love her. Love her. Love her. Also, Patty Horing. Like, I love her nudes. I have one of her big pieces. Um, my God, I mean, I'm I'm like looking around. Damien Eels. I, I have two of his big pieces that he paints famous artist studios. So I bought his Keith Herring and also his Basquiat. I mean, I, I just. It's like, I, 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 there are just so many creative, incredible people out there. And I just want artists to know that like, I'm sitting here talking about all these people and I'm buying their artwork, but the only way that that happened is that they were willing to put themselves out there for people like me to receive and for people like you to receive. And I just want artists to know that like, whether you're just getting started or you're emerging or you're already a motherfucking, you know, the the queen of king of everything, it's okay to be afraid to, to make that step to put yourself out there. It's okay, Danielle, for you to be a little bit scared to jump, but there's no way for us to enjoy you, see you, relate to you, worship you, spend money on you if you don't make that step. That's why you ain't got nothing to lose. Like when I put on my Instagram, the world needs you, the world is ready for you. I'm telling you, artists, the world is ready. You are capturing the life that we are living right now. And the only way that we go back and see history is through written word and to go to the Metropolitan Museum of Art, to look at artifacts that represent the lives that people have led. That is how we capture life. And if you have that in your blood and you are a creative person, just know amongst that fear that you have of people rejecting you, making fun of you, you not being successful, there are those of us out here that live for you. We die for you. I'm starved for you. Just know that you do have that audience and that we are fucking waiting. (laughs) Mic drop. You need to start. A creative church that people can go to. And I get an amen. That's right. <laughs> Hallelujah. And and we can get charged up and out we go. Gospel music starts playing. That was that was amazing. Well, I mean every goddamn word of it. I know you I- do. That's why it's even more amazing. I'm not afraid and I, 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 I'll, I'll take the hits if somebody wants to criticize me or come at me. I don't have a problem standing up for my fucking self, but I especially don't have a problem standing up for fucking artists. And th- this is, look, I don't have children of my own. This is my life. And my paintings that I make are up for adoption and I'm looking to adopt your children to have around me. So let's just have one big fucking artsy orphanage. Why don't we? <laughs> There, that can be your foundation. It's a great big orphanage. You're dancing with tassels. It's really I'm, all coming together all on this one call. Pink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going there. That's going to be my church. It's going to be a big hot pink pyramid in the middle of New Orleans. I'll go there and worship every every week. I love it. <laughs> um, okay, I know you're always busy, so I'm just going to finish with three. Um, what would Ashley Longshore do? Questions. Okay. Um, except I made the first two, what would Ashley Longshore buy, followed by a final. So what would Ashley Longshore buy? Now, you have to choose because I know you're going to say both to both of these things. But Okay. Okay. So I'm just telling you anything right now that I would no, buy? No, no, no. I'm, I'm giving you a choice. Okay, okay. Okay. And then you can tell me anything you'd buy. But first, what would Ashley Longshore buy? Truffle fries or chocolate cake? Fuck, Danielle. See, and I knew you were going to say both, so I stopped you ahead of time to not say both, bitch. I'm stopping you, and you have to choose. Oh, God. 
damn it. Uh, oh, chocolate cake because it's good even if it's cold. Nice. Oh, yeah. Truffle fries, not good when they're cold. Okay. And again, I'm making you choose private jet or private yacht. Oh, jet always. I, I could give a rat's ass about a yacht. Okay. <laughs> you got places to go. Yeah. And I mean, I know it's bad for the environment and I, I want to be more envir environmentally conscious within my own team. And we're having, having a meeting about that, but there ain't with, with sometimes when I've got to be in four cities in two days, that, that is just, it's such a luxury. And also to be able to like, you know, take my dad on something like that. Like it's, it, it is, it's, it's, uh, you know, I certainly can't afford to do it every time and I can't afford to buy my own airplane yet, but, um, yeah, private jet, baby, major yeah. fucking tang, thunder I pussy all the way. <laughs> I've never been on one. I might have to put that on my next decade list. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. And then you tell me, you tell me something that you would buy. You know what I want? I've wanted it for so long. And I remember I, when I, I mean, I didn't have two nickels to rub together. I, I want one of Peter Anton's chocolate box sculptures. Oh, I love him. They just make me so happy. And I would die, die, die for one of Jenny Seville's unbelievable big nudes. I love oh, her so much. Yeah, me too. I was just talking about her with somebody. Do you say Saville or do you say Seville? I say Seville, but I don't know if that's right or not. Well, I've heard all these British people. They're like, Ginny Saville. And it sounds so, you know, um, I was I was actually at, at Gagosian in London, Danielle. And <laughs> Saville when I was there. So, so I'm from Alabama. I don't know whether to call her Seville or Saville, but I just think, oh, I have one of her portrait books uh, in here on my inspiration desk right now. And I just love her so much. Oh, I just need $7 million. Yeah. Well, get started on 2020. Let's well, see. No. And I'm not one of those people that would go, oh, why can't you do something more affordable? It's like, no, bitch. If I want it, I'm going to figure out how to fucking get it. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder where you are in England. Are you Ashley Long? Long short. Well, you know, Longshore is very British because it, it comes from from the, uh, the the people that worked on the ships, the long the longshoremen who were the wildest, most rambunctious bunch of motherfuckers you've ever run into in your life. That's weird. So, oh yeah. <laughs> so, when I when, when they they see me coming when I'm over in London, Ashley Longshore, you better fucking get out of the way. I'm fucking <laughs> fuckers. She'll be down by the docks, y'all. Um, have I ever? told you what my maiden name is no oh you're gonna love this ready yeah <laughs> coming c-u-m-m-i-n-g oh you're so why did you change your name <laughs> because it was constant also would you like to hear what my best friend in elementary school's name was what laura seaman Oh my God, you guys are like, oh, you're so lucky. <laughs> Danielle oh. Cumming and Laura Seaman taking on the world, baby. Ah, Danielle Cumming. Oh God, you're so lucky. God, you're lucky. <laughs> Every time I went to the bar in university, the bouncers would go, oh, look, she's coming. And then I'd have to say no, just breathing heavy. It was a whole thing. Oh God, man, I could have, <laughs> I could have really worked with that. I know you could have. I was like, as you were just saying about Longshore, I was like, wow, I don't think I've ever told her my maiden name and she's going to love this. It's you almost should, as you, good as Danielle Bukaki or something, but not quite. Almost. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Danielle, we've come so far together. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> get it? We've come so far together. <laughs> yes, yes, I get it. Thank you. This is why I changed my name. <laughs> um, okay, and then my last thing I was going to ask you, which you've kind of already touched on is, it is a brand new decade full of possibilities. WWALD, what would Ashley Longshore do? Everything? I am making more time for my creativity. I'm making more time to honor my inner thought. I, that's, that's what I, what I have to do. Um, I, yeah. I'm trying to try to do that. I want to try to do that because it, it, it's the foundation of everything. It's yeah, and if you don't nurture that, you're screwed because you're just you 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 can't burn yourself out. You you've got this candle has to burn for a lot more decades. Oh, and you know what I just did? I just got a fucking therapist, man. Therapy. I'm giving myself therapy. And I guess 
I, I, I'm giving myself therapy as a gift. But have you I gone guess, yet? Oh yeah, I just yeah. had a two. I had a two-hour session two weeks ago, and it was amazing. Oh good. It was a life douche. I feel like <laughs> I need to. I need to. Uh, I've got to try to be more vulnerable. I need to be more vulnerable. Um, I need to be more vulnerable. I need, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm aggressive. Um, I, I, you know, I need, I just need to keep growing spiritually as a person and being grounded as all this other stuff continues to be more crazy, you know? Yeah. Cause you are surrounded by a tornado of craziness and, and yeah, you could get swept up in it. And so it's so good. Yeah. Ground, ground yourself. I need to stay in the eye of the hurricane. Yeah, Totally. Oh, I'm excited. I, I just, I, you know, what I was thinking the other day, we've never met in person. How fucked up is that? Isn't that weird? Like, I feel like you're one of my friends and I'm like, uh, we've actually never met. Maybe that'll be on my 2020 list. Actually meet you. Wouldn't that be something? Why don't you come down here and we'll do a whole thing together? I think I should. This is going to be a big year of travel for me. And uh, I think I better put that on the list. I'll, I'll have to check with your schedule and make sure you're actually in the city. Yeah, let's do that. Let's or do maybe- it. It'll be so fun. To Canada with a film crew. Oh my God. I wonder what you, you'd probably love it. Our, my little town is mountains and a lake. I think you would love it here. I, that, that's my favorite thing in the whole world. Mountains and a lake. Yeah, there you go. Well, that was amazing. I do feel like I've been to the church of Ashley Longshore. Um, I've been converted. I'm, I'm going to wear the uniform. I don't know. I'm, I'm in. That was so much fun. Have the best. I can't wait to just keep watching because God knows what's going to happen. And I'm going to go jump off my precipice right fucking now. You go do it. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you for this amazing platform for artists. You're absolutely incredible and we need you. Right back at you. Okay. I will talk to you soon and we'll plan a a New Orleans slash Canada um, visit. I can't wait. Me too. Thank you, Danielle. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Are you still there? Yeah. That was so awesome. That was awesome. I had to leave that. Are you still in there for old time's sake? I can't actually get away with recording that part anymore because the artists are on to me. Anyway, there you go. The first weekend in 2020, and I have officially signed up at the Church of Ashley Longshore. I don't know about you. Also, can you picture her in hiking boots and a Patagonia jacket? Well, maybe, if they were bedazzled. Anyway, I'm going to send you off knowing that Ashley and I are both waiting for you. We are waiting for you to create and laugh and make mistakes and then create again. Embrace your own blooper reel. And as Ashley would say, get to fucking work. There will be more art for your ear next weekend. See you then.